Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The following podcast may contain discussions supported by science that may be considered dangerous to some listeners and conspiracy theorists. Discretion is advised. The Three Down Greencast is brought to you by the Pile of Bones Brewing Company. Home delivery available in Regina at sassbeerdelivery.ca. Welcome to the Three Down Greencast. You are listening to the internet's only arugula appreciation podcast. (laughs) I am Joel Gasson with John Fraser as usual. And yes, um, we do have a bit of a lettuce update to get into among other topics today. Of course, the CFL draft happened recently. We will touch on that very briefly. Uh, The sort of goings and non-goings of the CFL and CFLPA as we wonder whether training camp, which is scheduled to start this weekend, will start on time or not. Uh, some other writer news and notes, of course. Plaza of Honor inductees have been announced. And yes, training camp, of course, supposed to open. We'll touch on that a little bit. But, John. Yes. This is where we would normally insert the bumper, you know, radio term that we were uh, planning on mm-hmm. potentially making one day. I assume, considering the fact that I am going to edit and post this basically as soon as we are done recording, that we will not have said bumper for this episode. But we have a new... Don't eat the lettuce update. <laughs> I, I feel like... Pretend I there's could... lasers and stuff and bombs and whatever going on right now. the sweet, sultry voice of Graham Osman, who voices <laughs> our, uh, our other disclaimer. But uh, yes, there is as... as if, first, if you're a first-time listener mm-hmm. or a long-time listener... It's, it's always everyone's first podcast, right? Someone's first podcast. That's what, exactly. That's what I hear. So I want to explain the never get the lettuce. Uh, a long time ago, we were talking, we were doing an Ask John Anything episode, mm-hmm. in which I explained my favorite sandwich toppings. And I went on how you should never get the lettuce at Subway. Get the spinach instead, because the lettuce has consistently given me the violent poops. I thought I was the only one. However, <laughs> many friends of the program were like, holy shit. And quite literally... Um, it does the same thing to me. So since then, we've had a running gag about not getting the lettuce. I even risked it. Last Saturday, I was, or uh, two Saturdays ago, I was at work. We got a platter of Subway subs. It was busy, lots of cardials. I'm like, one of these days, it's like, no, sick for a day and a half after. Like, just not good. You know, you, you know when you can tell that something made you upset? That's what it was. So I thought I was free and clear from all things dangerous fast food lettuce. Till this Sunday, on my way home from another successful Mini Malanka fundraiser for the Ukrainian Dance Society out in Lloydminster, which, by the way, thank you to my accountant, uh, pointing out how I can write off uh, the $80 I spent on a silent auction for a stuffed pig because my kids wanted it. Uh, so, Mike Tornopolsky, thank you. So, it's Sunday, and I try to avoid the lettuce at all costs. And I try to normally avoid Tim Hortons as well. But there was a Tim Hortons right beside the gas station in Lloydminster. I ordered a sausage breakfast sandwich on a plain bagel and a dark roast coffee with two espresso shots. It was that kind of morning. And they hand me a bagel belt. If you don't know the bagel belt of Tim Hortons, it includes lettuce. Very sad looking lettuce. 
tomato, sausage, egg, cheese. So as I begin my journey, I turn my Toyota Sienna onto autopilot mode, and I look at this lettuce, and I go, this is sad. This is wilted. This is Lloydminster lettuce. I'm a little concerned. But as I am driving, and although the autopilot's going, it still requires me to keep my hands on the wheel. So I say, F it. I'm going to eat this dangerous-looking lettuce. And oh, I tell you what, Joel Gaston, I regretted it. You were like, Joe, about the window. Oh, I've made a huge mistake. It was. It, yes, <laughs> very much a show about the window. There was no money in my banana stand that day. Um, but I can tell you, watch out from the Tim Hortons on Highway 16 heading towards Saskatoon. Never get the lettuce there either. And But thankfully, it didn't really kick in until the time I got home. And I'm sure it had nothing to do with the copious amounts of Lucky Bastard that I had drank the night before. Nah that led me to spend $80 on a $10 stuffed pig for my kids. But avoid the lettuce at all costs at Tim Hortons in Lloydminster. There is your lettuce update. And I'll now text Graham to see if he can get us a bumper ready by the time this is done. <laughs> well, I mean, we, I think that one needs to deserve to have some like sound effects and stuff in it as well. But It, it does. Bit, bit, bit. What if I, okay, just here, you can edit this over Graham's voice. Boop, 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 and like Graham can say, like, danger, lettuce update. And there we go. What's funny is you don't think I will do that. I probably will just do that now. That is, that is, and now I'm actually, <laughs> I wasn't going to text Graham, but I'm going to see if Graham can, can, Graham. All right. Uh, you, you do your thing. I'm texting Graham to see how quickly he could whip up some voicing for us. Yeah. And well, the part of that story that gets me is that you were like staring at the lettuce knowing deep down mm. inside even before you even thought it like you knew it deep down inside that this lettuce was going to get you oh i knew it was going to it was sad it and was like wilted. the subway platter at work the week two weeks before you had an option to not do that but the problem is when they comes in the platter they don't put like peppers mustard mayo on everything they put lettuce on everything mm -hmm. and with all the processed meats, we we have people there of different religions that can't eat processed meats. So they all get the tuna, which doesn't have lettuce. So normally I try to get the tuna, which is also not great, but doesn't give you the poops. Um, but I couldn't because now we have people there that the tuna is especially for. So, But I mean, the lettuce isn't stapled to the bread. <laughs> yeah, but they put it they put it in a weird like it, it kind of absorbs into the bread. Right? It, like like I feel like the residue, the gooey brown residue from Subway lettuce would still be there. So like I might as well enjoy the taste of lettuce on my like, Sorry, sauce. what? <laughs> lettuce has a taste. I think that's the first time everyone's ever said that. I think I'm going to enjoy the taste of lettuce. <laughs> Well, don't you – doesn't lettuce not make a sandwich better when it's not giving you the poops? It's, it's described on a show I watched, uh, some food show on Netflix, where you just described it as crunchy water. That's all it is. But there's a little taste. There's a subtle taste that's like, this is a fresh, not depressing sandwich. It's it's a texture thing for me, which I think you can get from other things. Uh, like, But you put chips and lettuce, and you get it all – it's it's <sighs> – I enjoy lettuce on my sandwiches, just not when it's... Oh, you can buy the, um, the like, lettuce that's still growing 
Have yeah. you seen that at the grocery store? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I've bought it that before. That is high quality lettuce. My kid was just. I'm not. I'm not necessarily against lettuce and sandwiches. It's just when you know that lettuce is going to destroy your insides. <laughs> I think you sometimes have to make the choice to say maybe I should have a slightly less delicious sandwich to avoid blowing up my toilet later. That's that's fair. Um, <laughs> and and like the Subway lettuce, I will give the Tim Hortons and Lloydminster lettuce. It was only like a, a 12 hour thing. Mm-hmm. The Subway lettuce was like two days. Like there was actually a point the next day. I had a customer in my office debating on their extended warranty options. And I went, I don't think I'm going to make it mm-hmm. like that's And like, I don't have a good guts, but I've been doing this for like five, six years now. And I've never once had a point where it was like, okay, I need to leave my office while consumers are here. Mm-hmm. But the subway lettuce nearly caused that on like the following Monday. And I can tell you it was a subway lettuce for, you can tell, okay? There's a way you can tell, and if anybody wants I don't want to offend anybody here. Jacques, I'm looking at you. But if you want to know how you can tell, just slide into my DMs. I'll gladly explain it to you. I also enjoyed the part of your story that kind of sounded like an ad read for Toyota cars. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta, gotta, gotta get it in there, right? <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, it's, it wasn't it's the autopilot. Great... It drives itself, but it's still smart and thinks and makes you want to drive still a little bit at least. <laughs> you know? Safety and such. Uh, temperatures were high at work today, and I don't know if I'm my boss's favorite person, so I figure like I better say good things about the company that I work for, uh, just to make sure I still have a job on Wednesday. Fair enough. Um, we don't have to always say good things on this podcast, uh, oh. because while well, the people we're talking about really don't employ us, and there isn't really an overarching like direct boss that really employs us in terms of this either. So yeah, we can uh, we kind of say what we want, and we can talk. Sort of about what we want when it comes to uh, the CFL and the CFLPA and their negotiations or lack thereof or who knows what the heck's going on between these two parties right now as ahead of training camp. So we're going to get into that, uh, the draft, Plaza of Honor, all kinds of little uh, things here or there happening heading into the start of the CFL season. But as usual, before we get into all that, John, for the Pile of Bones Brewing Company, what's in the glass this week? In the glass this week a fun beer that I totally thought said Super Saturday. Again, as I, I mentioned, exactly I was... Beer you're talking about right now. Exactly. I thought I was um, being clever. I was in Lloydminster, uh, went to the liquor store, as I, as I, you know, you want to pre-drink before you go to anything, even before being handed copious amounts of Lucky Bastard Vodka. And I saw Super, what I thought said Saturday, in a fun-looking can, came from Cabin Brewing Company in Calgary, New England Pale Ale. Perfect. It wasn't until I said, hey, it's a super Saturday. And Lacey looked at me and went, you idiot, that's a super saturation. So in the glass is one of the leftover super saturations, not super Saturdays, from uh, Cabin Brewing out in Calgary. Uh, Nice New England IPA, hoppy, hazy, everything you expect out of it. Uh, Only coming in at 6% too, which, which does help. Uh, but yeah, no, delicious, uh, perfect for the warm season that is finally here and a great way to start your day, uh, your start your night. <laughs> great way to start the day. Well, I mean, I was day drinking with it. Like I got into Lloyd Minster at like three thirty and was like, Oh, I have driven my lovely riding Toyota Sienna. And because of the comfort level on the seats and the heated seats and the autopilot, I was not fatigued from my long drive. So I was ready to party down and get a little zesty. And I started with super saturation. And now I'm going to put it in my face hole. That's, I've never done an ad read like that in my mm. life. No, that was very weird. Yeah, it was kind of like. It wasn't even like a good like joke. 
sort of cheesy ad read. Like it kind, it, of, it, it, it kind just, of fell in the middle. Yeah, it was just it was nothing. It was just like okay. It was it was not good and it was not over the top. So we'll mm-hmm. well, I will never do that again. No, be better. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've sort of done the thing where we do the same thing, but not quite exactly. Oh. I, I didn't think for a million years a super saturation would be close to what you were drinking tonight. Uh, I am drinking the Pile of Bones Cosmic Celebration, which is, of course, also oh. a hazy, juicy, hoppy, New England-style-ish IPA. Yes, so. and also very good, as all mm-hmm. the things from Pile of Bones Brewing Company Yes, are. I hadn't really had much from this batch yet, but yes, uh, just as delicious and as, as expected, as always. And uh, we also want to give a shout-out to our friends at the Rebellion Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Heisey and the gang there. They uh, their amber ale, which we've discussed numerous times on this oh, yeah. program, uh, won gold at the World Beer Cup. So it's uh, ranked as now one of the best amber ales in all of the world, which is absolutely amazing and impressive. It is, of course, a very delicious beer. Uh, fun little note there as well. Um, of the top three, two of them were from the prairies. The other was the Red Line out of Torque Brewing out of Manitoba, which is also a very delicious. Amber ale. So that was, of course, they break it down by category. So that was gold right. in the amber slash red ale American category. So uh, great. The second place was somewhere in North Dakota or something, I think. So yeah, congratulations to uh, Mark and the gang uh, for that big win as uh, they seem to pick up a uh, win. They seem to win one big medal every year. And uh, it was fun to see sort of one of their <laughs> core beers be recognized also as one of the best, not just some sort of fancy one-off kind of thing. Right. Being recognized for what what you're bringing to the table like every single day for for years and years is just it's it's awesome. Like you said, it's not a special beer that they put in for this. It's just the normal deliciousness. And it comes in the Costco packs, which makes it even better, more accessible. Uh, And yeah, we've praised the hell out of it uh, a lot in this show. Mm -hmm. Uh, What we may not be praising right now is, of course, uh, the CFL and CFLPA as that's sort of the major discussion right now across the league, as uh, this weekend training camps are set to open, allegedly, potentially. They won't. We don't really know whether that's going to happen or not, but uh, right now the PA is talking about uh, the players not showing up if there isn't the deal, and if what we saw from the PA is kind of where they're at right now, based on you know sort of what the league's last offer to them that we know of was... Oh boy, um, this 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 could be a bit soon. This could be a bit while, and uh, I have to say it's it's disheartening because this is you know I understand it's been a difficult couple of years for the league, yeah. but it's also been a difficult couple of years for the players, and no one's in a situation where they can afford to not be playing football in a week. Well, and it's Practicing sheer football in a week, I guess. It, it's it's <laughs> sheer absolute stupidity by the league. Um, and we can confirm on this podcast, which sounds weird to say out of my mouth that we have some credibility. Um, <laughs> we do have a source that is affiliated with the PA that can confirm everything that our boy, Justin Dunk, has been talking about is 100% true. That they were handed an absolute dog shit offer. Not last... that anything Dunk says needs extra confirming, especially from us. <laughs> no, no, well, yeah, absolutely. But, like, this time, if any, but you know how occasionally you get those Dunk haters like, oh, I don't know, you're just doing it for clicks. Shut up. He's not. He's good at his job. And, two, it is very much true from our sorts within the PA. And, I again, we have sources. This It's just weird for me. But, like, and this is the thing that drives me nuts. Mm-hmm. 
my job is literally negotiation. My real job involves negotiating pretty well every single day, whether that's with a bank to get somebody approved, whether that's with the customer in front of me. Negotiation's my thing. Nobody walks in and says, okay, $70,000 truck. I will give you three pieces of lint, a piece of gum, and 12 pennies. Like, that's basically what the CFL did here. Are you kidding me? You're, 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 you're a fixed salary cap for the next 10 years? Um, you're not even rising with the cost of inflation or additional revenues or all of this that you pretend that you're going to come out and get, hey, we got gambling revenues, but fuck you guys. You don't get a single dime of it. Suck my you-know-what. Um, it's annoying. It's frustrating. And... It gives the impression that the CFL is bargaining in bad faith. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other one, too, that just made my jaw hit the floor that proves that either the board of directors wants to be part of the XFL or they're just complete and utter morons, that they they wanted to eliminate the Canadian ratio. Now, you know, some of the trickle down from a certain CFL friendly reporter pointing out that they just wanted to eliminate the number of starters, not the ratio itself, just the number of starters. So it's less bad here. We just want to eliminate the guys you actually care about. Well, that's it. Sorry. No offense to the special teamers, but yeah. Like, like, come on. Like we're talking like how you don't grow a star. Like you have the odd star on special teams, like the goat Mike Miller out of Winnipeg. But you know, most, especially people in our generation in Saskatchewan grew up cheering for Andy Fantuz, like the Canadian air force. So, you know, he, he might be a bit of a meathead these days, but Chris gets like all these guys that were Canadians in a, in a great position to, to be a starter, to, to be a star. And you want to get rid of that. You, you can't tell me for a second that Chris Jones a guy like him isn't just going to go, I got 20 Canadian special teamers that can all hit the piss out of you. Like uh, it, it's, it's so far off from what the from what the, the players want from what the fans want and whoever leaked that brilliant move, because I remember the last training camp I covered was the, was the strike training camp. And, and I think you were there. Yeah, it was, there wasn't the strike, but they didn't have a deal until well into camp. Right, and I remember the players' frustration over all of it, but it felt like the fans were kind of on the CFL side. Mm-hmm. This time, again, I exist in a bit of an echo chamber, but it seems yeah. like everybody is on the PA side on this one. And I, and correct me if I'm wrong, Joel, I don't remember during that last labor dispute, the NHLPA, uh, the NLLPA, uh, the PLLPA, like all these other... Oh, the big... NBA, the MLB... Basically right. all of and, and, the major sports players associations, yeah. Except for the NFL. Yeah, well. Well, you know. Um, yeah, every major sports association has come in and said that, you know, we stand in solidarity with these guys. And I don't remember that happening last time. So in terms of the PR battle, like the PA's got got this thing clinched, like already. Like this is just, mm-hmm. this is this is stupid. I don't know what the league is doing. Um <laughs> Like I said, this is bad faith bargaining. It seems like the league doesn't want to deal. It seems like the players do. So let's hope something gets figured out in a hurry, especially after the, the, the league's been dunked on for an entire weekend. Yeah, and this is the sort of the thing we're not used to seeing between the CFL and the CFLPA when these negotiations are going on. Because historically, 
the players, and even to this day, even this round, don't have the greatest leg to stand on compared to some of the other major sports on this continent. Right. Because, you know, these guys aren't making multi-million dollars. These guys, for the most part, you know, need these paychecks to live. Mm. So there's usually always the pressure cracks and they because they decide, well, I need to play football. I can't afford to sit out X number of weeks and miss X number of game checks for a better future in this league. And to a degree, that's probably certainly still true within the PA. And I'm sure there's lots of people, you know, within the PA who are still like, well, maybe not with the offer presented in front of them, but in general to saying we need to get back on the field and they don't want to strike at any cost. But we'll have to wait and see. I mean, it's, there's never been really any sort of labor action one way or the other that regard in the CFL. I don't imagine the owners would actually lock out the players. Um, it would probably come from the players if something were to happen. But it's just weird to see the league sort of making these PR mistakes more than anything. Because, yeah, like, you know, trying to wrangle up 600 players and get them all on the same page is difficult. No question. And that's true of every sports association. And, you know, the the league only needs to get nine people in line to make this work. So that's generally why across sports, owners, you know, also while having more money, the owners do better because there are far fewer people to get in line. Yeah, absolutely. And we don't generally see really big screw ups from the owner's sides in sports and whether the CFL really wants to mess with the ratio that much. I don't know. Maybe they thought that was a bone. They could actually throw at the players because a lot of American players have been making noise about the ratio this off season. There was no mm-hmm. question about it. Um, they don't like it. Not necessarily because they don't think these guys are good enough or don't deserve to play. They just, they hate to see the salary imbalance that a lot of Canadians get just because of the fact there has to be X number of Canadians on the roster right. and X number of them have to be starters, which I can understand to a degree. However, for reasons we've all gotten to a million times, the ratio is such an important part of the CFL. The messing with it too much would be a detriment to the league. So because of that in mind, it's very interesting that the league put that in their offer to such an extreme, like they didn't expect that to get leaked. Because then the PA saw that and instantly someone obviously was like, check mark, we can put out just this. And there's going to be a lot of fans mad at the league. And it's very rare to see the league, any league have to put out a statement the next day about something that was in their negotiations. And the league had to do that. Yeah. Yeah. The (laughs) league you done screwed up and you screwed up big. And now in now, that statement said that Canadians and veteran Americans were important, but didn't necessarily say that they wouldn't change the ratio. So Right, right. Um, and I think, I think they're pushing for changes to it, as you and I have discussed, you know, trying to find a way to, <clears throat> to get players to stick around from team to team and, and build a brand and build stars. But uh-huh. I almost wonder, like, Let's face it. The ten-year not moving salary cap offer was this. Well, that, that as as like that's I, just again. As dumb. We, we, yeah, like we're talking strictly PR. You know, CFL football perspective. The ratio got all the headlines. In terms of you know what this ultimately is about at the end of the day, that is the biggest slap in the face, and that oh, is the one where I'm like, I've I'm you know I'm super left wing. I don't make any. I don't you think anyone's surprised by that? I'm very pro labor. I, you know, when I was a younger kid, I used to, you know, get, I was the guy who got mad at players because I wanted that, just wanted them to shut up and play. I wanted right. them to sign their deals and then, you know, you still make lots of money to go play. But, you know, now I flip to the other side because I realize maybe not so much in the CFL. Well, I mean, they still make more money, but they're not like multi, you know, they're not worth a hundred billion dollars, the, the CFL owners, right. like in the NFL. But 
I still realize the owners have more money than the players. Oh, and yeah. And at the end of the day, you know, whether they make, you know, $90,000 a year like they do in the CFL or they make $30 million a year like they do in the NFL, it doesn't matter. And if whether I see that much money in my life or not doesn't matter, it's you should be paid fairly for your labor based on what whatever market you are in. And in the CFL, if you're saying for the next 10 years, there is going to be no changes to those salaries. Sorry, that's bullshit. No, 100% it is. I mean, <laughs> like, uh, or, or not only to the salaries, to the revenue streams. Mm-hmm. There are revenue streams out there that you and I don't even know of, can't even fathom yet, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. I, I know the NFT market's crashing and the stock market's crashing at the same time that we're all talking about this, unless you bought GameStop. Um, <laughs> it just, the 10-year deal is just such a, like, just I think a, a ten-year deal in general is fine, but the bottom, but the you, end, what the CFLPA really needs to push for, and it's about time the league actually gives into it, is the salary cap needs to be tied to revenues. Yes, like every um, other um, sport yeah. on this planet that has a salary cap or some kind what? of luxury tax system or whatever. Right. The only thing that that scares me with that is I feel like you'll lose a whole season over that, and I don't think this league can afford to lose a whole season. No, like you, that they is they a can't, hill... but that's what no. that they need to get there. Yeah, this is that is absolutely a hill worth dying on. I don't know if you can do that right now because you might not have a league to come back to. And I feel like the players, for the first time ever, with all the amount of money, we've talked about this, the amount of money that's behind the XFL, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're going to be a legitimate threat for everybody, at least off the hop, but players are looking, you know what? I bet you a lot of guys went out and found some different employment during the past couple years here that they can kind of fall back on. And, you know, if they need to, they can miss a year and go play in the XFL. Like, I just don't feel like, like, look how many early draft picks are either saying, yeah, don't draft me or are retiring, right? Mm -hmm. The business opportunities out there for well-educated people and guys, you know, and you and I have talked to so many CFL players and most of them are smart, well-educated, you know, insightful dudes, right? Mm -hmm. So I think this is the time for the PA to strike because the CFL can't avoid, like, it won't survive a lost season. It absolutely won't. But I feel like now more than ever, the players have options. We've both, in our texts to each other, have called the USFL a bit of a dead league walking, but the XFL's yeah. coming. Uh, you know, and, and like I said, I think a lot of these guys went and found other jobs during COVID that they have revenue streams that they can go back to if there's no season. So I think... And that, the- I, I think another interesting twist to this whole thing is, you know, sort of the way the college landscape is changing as well. And I, I don't know how in tune you are to this, and I'm pretty sure most of our audience isn't overly in tune, but like NIL, name, image, and likeness, is going to change the way a lot of guys are coming out of college. Right, absolutely. And it's, you know, some of the, some of these guys now, and not, you know, the big stars that make tons of money in the NCAA through the NIL program, through NIL and other money, um, <laughs> pay to play is coming. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, through that, whether, you know, they make money that way, like the really big ones may never come to the CFL now. That's going to be a thing because they'll have their money. But other guys, you know, depending on, you know, how their college careers went, they might have a little bit of money while they come up here now. And that, yes, that might change the dynamic of that as well, where eventually maybe these, you know, not a whole season, but maybe there's enough there to say, hey, no, we need to sit on this for a bit and make the league sweat. 
well and 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 with nil you brought up a great point you know the this the sports site that we're not going to name literally is sponsoring random athletes for nil mm-hmm. right so you're putting money into linemen's jeans you're putting money into guys that might be cfl bounds jeans right and they're not the only ones doing that so no. You know, the players, I feel like, are in a better position now compared to the owners. Like, I think if the if if we miss a full CFL season, not because of COVID. Yeah. We're done. If the CFL collapsed tomorrow, another league in the States would pop up that would give them a chance to play football. Million percent they would. And you know what? They'd probably be smart enough to, you know, touch some, maybe a barnstorming league that, that you see games in Winnipeg at Regina because... That's going to be a big stadium that's going to need to be filled, right? So I feel like you're going to not only have, you know, unlike in other labor negotiations, you're not only going to have pressure from, you know, the owners and and everything like that. I think you're going to have pressure from governments here too, because if the CFL goes away, you got a lot of governments left holding the bag for a lot of new stadiums. Mm -hmm. The other sort of interesting wrinkle in what's come up out of these negotiations was a statement put out by the PA. Right, yes. The yes, other day where they were that. they were talking about how I guess rookie camps start later this week. And, you know, generally speaking, you know, they're for rookies except for quarterbacks are allowed to come for obvious reasons, right? Number one, yeah. to get them a little give them a little bit of a head start over everyone else, and of course to give the rookies the best possible quarterbacks to work with to be able to show something. Right. And so the discussion now has been that the PA doesn't want the veteran quarterbacks going to this thing without a deal, except one team, where that exemption was brought upon for fear of repercussions. And event, you know, event in- instantly, everyone's alarms are going off, like whoa, 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 retributions. And so we, you know, lots of talk about what this meant or what this could be or anything like that. And it was before we were recording this podcast for Harlan Lodge of TSN reporting that it was, of course, the Edmonton Elks who were granted the exception and their quarterbacks, Talius, Taylor Cornelius and Nick Arbuckle, apparently will be at rookie camp for the Elks. Right. And so, of course, everyone's like, ah, oh, it's Chris Jones. Of course. Of course he's going to be a jerk about all that. <laughs> Which, I mean, fair. He's Which earned is the, the first thing I texted you. Mm-hmm. Fair. He's earned the reputation. <laughs> but leave it to uh, general smart guy, Jamie Nye of the CJME CKOM Green Zone to... Uh, Put it into perspective. Friend of the show, friend of the Absolutely. show too. We got to add that in to yep. like a hat, hitch our our wagon to that nigh that nigh smartness. Mm-hmm. That uh, perhaps the term retributions. And now I'm paraphrasing and adding sort of my own twist to what he said to this part anyway. Ooh. Retribution may have been twisted for effect, shall we say? There wasn't not, not like financial or you know you are in serious trouble if you don't show up to this camp retributions. It's we don't have a quarterback. So if you don't show up, you might not be the quarterback retributions, which honestly, find a guy. It's fair. Right. Entirely fair. (laughs) Yeah. There is one open quarterback competition in the entire CFL heading into camp. Mm -hmm. And it's in Edmonton. Yeah. Yeah. Edmonton. Yeah. Like like wide open. Yeah. Right. Like we might see something happen in BC, you know, that's what I was thinking BC. I mean, Montreal too, technically with Harris and Adams both there. Right. But like, they know one of the two of them are going to be the guy. Maybe we see both of them doing different roles. Like it's got a, like Ottawa senators with, uh, with Damian Rhodes. And uh, who is the other goalie? Ron Tugnut. Thank you. They were actually good though. (laughs) <laughs> and one of the best names in pro sports mm-hmm. in ron tugnut yes um <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So I, yeah, I can see you're right. I, I, I my first thought was the same thing. Like, mm-hmm. are they going to be cut for not showing up? Is this going to be Chris Jones going f you? I'm smarter than everybody. Give me your cell phone numbers. Um, no, it was. It's pretty much standard football reasons. Right, which makes sense because yeah, that's they could have brought in a guy that throws the rookies and they go, hey, this guy's pretty good. Yeah. You know, I mean, we hadn't really heard of Taylor Cornelius until last year, and that yeah, guy I mean, just... maybe, you know, Cardale Jones comes to rookie camp with the Elks and lights it up, and all of a sudden, sorry, Nick. Right? Sorry, Taylor. Bye. Right? <laughs> or Lloyd Minster flag football legend John Fraser. Probably not. Definitely. <laughs> that, that is definitely not happening. But I'm just saying, it is such a wide-open competition, uh, we basically spoke me into existence for a semi-interview for the writer's job. Could we mm. do that for the uh, Elks third-string quarterback job? I mean, maybe. I mean, I you know what? I've had way too many concussions. I, mm. I You know, I, 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 I probably shouldn't. So let's not do that with this one. No, and uh, you certainly won't be ending up in the Plaza of Honor anytime soon. That was your smoothest transition. <laughs> We're into what four seasons of this thing, and that was oh, like, god. oh Are god, we, that was silky it's been smooth. That long already? I don't know. I, I think we so. did like we... two whole years without a season that I've completely lost track of how long we've actually been doing this for. <laughs> to be we completely had... honest. <laughs> well, we had one full year with a season, uh... and then we had whatever that. Whatever that ultimate Fraser curse was, but for the full like two seasons, and that, and now we're now we're back. Now we're actually talking football. Talked football last year, so I think it's season four. I I I don't remember. But if you if you're listening and you remember, just let us know. Dave, this one's I'm <laughs> counting on you for this one, Dave. All right, your pierogies are delicious. I'm counting on you for this one. All right, bud. So yeah, uh, Plaza of Honor inductees were announced this week. Um, no, so I mean, not that anyone knew the names that were coming out. I'm sure some people knew, but. Uh, no surprises in general that there was no like, ooh, really? That guy's going in? <clears throat> John Chick. No. But there was um, <laughs> oh. of, of that era, though, um, yeah, Weston Dressler, Mike That's McCullough, right. and of course, Ken Miller all going in, all uh, very deserving yes, selections yep. who were uh, very instrumental to the success of the Riders and very through sort of that era for for, very, for different reasons, really. Weston Dressler, obviously, for just being spectacular at everything. Oh. Yeah. Mike McCullough, who was, you know, very smart, special teams, you know, had ridiculous books on everything. And I think Ken Miller's contributions are, are pretty obvious at yep. this point. So it's pretty hard to argue with any of it. What took me by surprise, though, out of the whole thing, was watching some clips online later after I got home from work of uh, the, the media availability. <laughs> Weston Dressler has not aged a goddamn day. I couldn't believe it either. <laughs> I I didn't have the chance. Today was a cluster F at work today. I didn't have a chance to see any of this. And when you were like, in the preamble, mm-hmm. you're like, dude, Weston Dressler has not aged. I'm like, oh, come on. He's aged. Holy shit. He has not aged today. Like, not a single day. Like, Weston Dressler looks today like the same guy I interviewed at training camp all those years ago. What mm-hmm. One of the few moments I was actually watching, right? And, like, I... I I couldn't believe it. And, and and you brought up a great point. I think it's the hairline. He's had yeah. that same hairline. Like that... 10 years ago, you we were like, ooh, he's got a rough hairline. Now you're like, eh, he's got a normal hairline, but it hasn't yeah. moved. Yeah, <laughs> and, and you know what? He hasn't fallen into the trap that so many dudes fall into when they retire from professional football. Mm-hmm. Guy is still lean. He looks like he, he looks like Unless he... you're on offensive linemen. A lot of offensive linemen shed a lot of weight after. Oh, yeah. You ever seen yeah. photos of Steve Morley? 
Or, I mean, Gene Mikowski, now you see him in government. I mean, Belton Johnson, all the guys. Like I know. Chris Best, is he's like a twig, basically, now. The most, impre- <laughs> the most impressive thing about Belton Johnson is the fact that he can still, like, talk about such good recipes that on the radio. Well, it's because I see him also his- posting his, like, Peloton results. So, you know, the guy eats, but he also does, like, the other side of it as well. Right. That's, like, how I mm-hmm. can skate for an hour and a half every Tuesday night through the summer but I'm still fat because I really like beer and <laughs> Or something like that. Yeah, so who knows. Anyway, congratulations to Wesson Dresser, Mike McCullough, and Ken Miller for being inducted into the Plaza of Honor. And double congratulations to Wesson Dressler for not looking like you've aged a single day. Yeah. Some guys, I don't know, some people are just lucky that way, I guess. <laughs> Unlike us. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, training camp. It opens oh, yeah. this week. Uh, some guys, Some guys hoping to get lucky to uh, make rosters and whatnot. There Maybe find again. some bikes. I assume those conversations are going to start now that uh, camp is back in Saskatoon this year. Can we take can we take, take a moment to appreciate this might be your greatest transition podcast ever? Is it? I thought I fumbled that one a little bit. Uh, you, no, but like you still came up with one there out of the fumble. Like you came out from the cloud of dust. The other ones were sometimes so good. you pick up your own fumble, right? So that's exactly what this was. Like you've had a you've had a game for the ages in this one, gas. I I just gotta I gotta salute you for that. All right. Okay, fair enough. And uh, and then go find my bikes. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I assume the bike posts are coming, as uh, the players are always looking for bikes. I'll never forget the one training camp where uh, Brennan Labad had his grandfather's scooter, I believe, yes! to get around. Yes! That was yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> <laughs> like it was it was the powered like motorized thing you see at the grocery store yeah. and he was just like hopping around on that thing and he was just so proud of it too i remember that like you'd you'd talk you'd ask him about it in, mm-hmm. in an interview because you know even back then despite working for serious employers you and i were trying to uh, embrace the dumb subconsciously you know you just see a I space mean, light you, you have to write a story every single day for like two weeks eventually you yeah you kind of start scratching for different things <laughs> okay anybody out there thinking covering writing writer camp is fun it's hell it is literal hell you need to figure out a way to make this interesting for three straight weeks multiple stories multiple like but you can't make them too smart can't talk about the playbook you have to talk about certain things that they're doing you have to find a new angle every single day the angle can't be too sad sometimes the media guy doesn't let you go ahead and interview the guy that you want to go sometimes you can't touch his quarterbacks other times you're just not allowed to talk about it. you have to make up shit ah I'm okay I'm okay so yeah we don't miss covering training camp um so i guess really sort of one of the big questions of training camp for the riders is of course you know, offensive line remains a question. Matlin Riley retiring. Um, you, know, I, you know, lots of names on the sheet right now in terms of who may be left and right tackle. Uh, the guard depth is looking a little thin right now, so there's big questions there. Um, linebacker as well, lots of change in there. And I think it would be interesting to sort of follow, you know, how moving the hash marks is going to affect the Will and Sam linebacker spots, which is actually an interesting thought that was brought up by Chris Jones that I read earlier you know, sort of how, how that's going to work and, you know, how that will sort of define those roles differently maybe than they previously did. But realistically, I think the absolute biggest question of training camp is, yes. for old time's sake, John, are you going to go and not watch? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, probably, yeah. <laughs> Again, backgrounder for those first timers. Uh, there used to be a running joke that every training camp I covered, 
And I, I, I feel like it was a veteran maneuver because of how good of friends you and I have become. I would never really watch practice. I just sit there and bullshit with everybody. You, largely you, Nye, Murray, all the guys. And uh, yeah, no, even when I went to training camp with the boys uh, not too long ago, I found myself up in the media section bullshitting while my kids almost ran onto the field. <laughs> That's how much I don't watch. Yeah. And will never you know, to kind of maybe let the cat out of the bag a little bit. I don't watch that closely either, to be perfectly honest. What? No. You always gave me shit because I didn't <laughs> watch. You're like, I'm from CKOM and uh, CJME, and I totally write these great articles, and I'm totally watching and paying attention. It's really easy to kind of, once you do it enough, you kind of know what to look for really quickly without actually watching that closely. If you're being, if, I, if I'm going to be perfectly honest. I, I, I feel like our entire friendship is a lie now. Like, I feel like like the entire dynamic that led to us becoming such good friends is an entire lie because I respected you and copied a whole bunch of your shit <laughs> because I thought you were watching closely. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, you see who's not there. You see, you know, a couple of things of who's doing what because, I mean, you can't get into specific details for a lot of things because, number one, they will, you, you know, they don't want you to. Right. And number two, no one really cares that much, quite frankly. That's fair. And you think they do, but they don't. No, a lot of people, most people really don't. And yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's long. It's a lot. And you, and everything you said previously was correct, <laughs> but yeah, you don't really need to watch every waking second of it. It was just fun to give you a hard time for it. My mind is blown. I Deep down you knew. Fun. Deep down you knew. No, I didn't. I legitimately <laughs> thought that like, that like my way of doing it just kind of like, low-key copying what what like you and i were doing and peterson at the time and murray was like i thought i was like this scumbag that was like i don't have an original thought i can't watch this i don't know what's going on i'm just having fun bullshitting with my fellow media guys i thought i was like less of a reporter i thought you and i were like oh my god they're so smart like they they're watching these things they're picking it up i can't believe this my whole I mean, life... I definitely watched more than you. I'm just saying I wasn't really paying attention to every single second. Oh, no, I thought you were. <laughs> no. There are certain periods, you know, you don't need to watch. Wow. My my life is shattered, Joel. I am completely thrown off, and uh, I don't know how to move on. It's Jacques Cartier. Show's over. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.